0: I uh, was against it once it was finally negotiated and the terms were laid out. I wrote about that in. You called it the gold standard. About, well, I hope you called I, it the gold standard of trade deals. You, you said it's the finest deal you've ever seen. No, and then you heard what I said about it, and all of a sudden you were against it. Well, Donald, I know you live in your own reality, but oh, yeah. that is not the fact. And look at her website. You know what? It's no <laughs> That's right, this. Coach. I'm going there. Today on the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast, we take a special look back at the 2016 presidential election and we try to learn the lessons that each candidate can show us in what they did right and what they did wrong. It's time for today's episode of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast with your host, the voice of Shaggy from the old Scooby-Doo cartoons and America's college recruiting guru, Dan Tudor! Welcome back to The Big Show. We're glad you joined us for another edition of College Recruiting Weekly, the podcast. I am Dan Tudor, and this is a special edition of the podcast. Uh, as we've gotten started, if you've been listening to our first two episodes, they feature guests, incredibly smart people with great advice, and we're going to continue to make that the mainstay of the podcast. But there are going to be times, there's going to be weeks when I want to jump in and strictly offer you training And advice and observations about recruiting and how you can do it better as a coach. And so, this is going to be one of those podcasts that really focus on some training, but we're going to do it in an interesting way. At least, I hope it's interesting, uh, because today's training is really all centered around the 2016 presidential election. Because, of course, we just can't get enough of it, right? (laughs) Um, we, We are titling this. Recruiting lessons from the 2016 presidential election. And if you put aside your passion for your candidate, whoever that was, whether that candidate won or lost, there is an absolute treasure trove of great ideas, uh, information, takeaways that can help you to become better recruiters, and that's what I want to focus on, focus in on today uh, during the College Recruiting Weekly podcast. Um, here's why I'm asking you to put aside your passion uh, when you look back at the knockdown, dragout, mud-slinging, email-deleting, beauty pageant, insulting, stress-inducing election season that we just completed. Um the day after the election I sent out a tweet on my Twitter account at Dan Tudor. It was pretty straightforward. I thought it basically warned coaches to be very careful about the comments about the election because everything was so passionate and so on edge. Whether you were pro or con, whether you're for the candidate that won or the candidate that lost, because when you tweet something, when you say something publicly, half of your recruits and their parents would probably come away offended at what you just said, no matter which side they were on. And so I offered that up as a warning to coaches because I really wanted to make sure that you know that nothing was lost over the election in terms of recruiting. Well, after I posted that, I got two messages that uh, really were fairly critical of the tweet, both from coaches that I interact with on Twitter, both coaches who I like and respect. Um, One who was upset that I seemed to be telling coaches out there to not protest Donald Trump's election win. And another coach upset that I seemed to be telling coaches not to celebrate Donald Trump's election win. So I really, I was, that's my world. I was in a, between a rock and a hard place. Um, I ended up talking to both coaches and I think they eventually understood where I was coming from. Uh, and, and, look, you can really, as a coach, you, of course, can say anything that you, that you want. Uh, that's your First Amendment right, and far be it for me to to even offer the suggestion that you would suspend that for any reason. But just understand that when you do something like a tweet or offer an opinion that you're passionate about, and it doesn't even have to be about politics, it could be about other topics that, uh, that people would have a disagreement about, Just understand that there is a risk of of alienating a prospect or their parents. And if you're okay with that, if you're good with that, I fully support your free speech rights. God bless America. Say whatever you want. I am just always concerned for coaches about how that could be misread or misinterpreted. So that's why I make my plea as we get started about this topic today and talking about this. I make this plea to suspend your passion For one candidate or the other. And let's together just sit down for a little bit and dissect what went right and what went wrong with each campaign and with each candidate. Uh, So I'm going to tell you two things that I saw each candidate do right, and then one thing that I saw each candidate do wrong. Um, so I'm trying to put a positive spin on each person, on each each candidate, because I could have probably easily just flipped that, and you could probably tell me four or five things wrong with each candidate, and maybe one thing that they did right. So I'm going to try to to uh, extract the most positive elements of the campaign, so that you, as a a recruiter, can get better. Um, and doing this, this is as bipartisan as I can make this discussion, uh, because there are lots of good lessons, uh, and and. And when you look deep inside those lessons, they really can make you a better recruiter because there are so many similarities between what you do as a coach and as a recruiter, and what the election process is like. Uh, that I think there are there are those similarities can really teach you some things that uh, that are beneficial. So, <clears throat> with that, you're ready to learn. Okay, let's start with Hillary Clinton, the Democratic nominee and former Secretary of State. And I want to first talk about what she did right. Uh, and, and the first thing I'd say that she did right was that she really mastered a coordinated, disciplined message with the media. So she took that message and she had ac- accelerated that and extenuated that out to, uh, out to the nation because of... Uh, the the fact that that everybody was on the same page when it came to talking to the media, so it was very controlled, and they told the story that they wanted to tell, which is essential, I think, for for candidates to do when, especially you know, when you're talking about the presidency of the United States and as as much scrutiny as those campaigns come under you have to be controlled coordinated it certainly helps anyway and i think you know one of the most recent masters politically that we saw of this was obama stayed very much on message president obama in 2008 and 2012 in his campaign really did a great job and won universal praise for how he controlled the message and kept a disciplined message um, coming out to the press. So so I think Hillary Clinton did a very, very good job at that and probably learned from the lessons of the previous campaigns with Barack Obama uh, and applied that to her own campaign. I think the lesson for you as a coach and a recruiter is that, first of all, you need to come up with your message. And I start with that as, this, as the beginning point because many of you even after listening to us and reading our articles and seeing me do a workshop or or uh, you know, any kind of interaction that you've had with us, and you know how big you are, uh, how big we are rather, on you telling a good, centered, aggressive, interesting story, there is still the, the absence of that from many recruiting campaigns. So you have to come up with that message. You have to come up with what you stand for. And the second thing you need to do as a staff is is ask yourself and determine, how are we going to tell it? So when we go out to these recruits and their parents and maybe even their club and high school coaches, how is it that we're going to tell this story? In other words, what mediums are you going to use and what mix of those mediums are you going to use as a coach and as a recruiter? Because figuring that out and coming up with that plan is the start for telling a good story. Just continue, just starting to tell a story without any plan, I can, am here to tell you because I've seen a lot of coaches try and fail, it's going to be impossible to do. So you have to figure out, again, what's your message, how are you going to tell it, and which mediums will you focus on in telling that story. And I thought, again, overall, Secretary Clinton did a very good job in the campaign of doing that. The second thing I would say that she did quite right would be that she had very loyal people around her. She surrounded herself with people that she knew she could count on that were behind her success and collectively around the campaign success. And and she was also uh, you know, she picked people that were willing to be her surrogate, surrogates you know even though there was you know she has been in the political life so long that there were a lot of potential negatives that could crop up there were a lot of things that that even before the election took place she knew she was going to have to battle and she had people line up on her side that said we're with you and we're going to fight this together and those are very rare qualities when you can do that and have those kinds of uh, friends and allies behind you, whether you're a political candidate or a coach, that really that really matters. And they were willing to go forward with the message that she had crafted and she came, uh, came out with. Uh, outwardly, you didn't see a lot of dissent. You didn't really see any dissent. They were all going in the same direction. And that is really hard to do over an elongated period of time with all the different personalities involved uh, that was really a compliment to the planning and the discipline that the campaign had so the lesson for coaches I would have and really it 's a question Are you surrounding yourself with the right kind of people now that applies to an assistant coach or a head coach so if you're an assistant, is your head coach the right kind of person and that's that's there to coordinate a message and if they are lacking you need to have the courage to go to them and say, coach, I think we need to do better. We could do better as a staff going forward with a coherent, aggressive, consistent message. And if you're a head coach, you need to make sure that you are leading your assistants and and surrounding yourself with the people that are going to get it done for you Um, in terms of the messaging, carrying out your plans, who are the people around you and can you count on them? That's a huge takeaway from what I think the Clinton campaign did right was that she had loyal people, not perfect people, but loyal people who were willing to line up with her and say, we're in this together and we're going to, uh, to fight it out. Um, and, and the other thing that I would also ask you as a recruiter coach is, have you designated the recruiting duties for each one of your staff? So how do, you, how do you go about sending out the messaging? How do you go about replying to the messages? How do you make sure that if you're the assistant that is really running the recruiting campaign, that you still have your coach appear, at least, to be involved and engaged with the students that you're recruiting and the parents of those student-athletes? Who's doing that, and what are the responsibilities? Is it just one person that has the loose title of recruiting coordinator? Well, that might be a little bit too loose. You may need to define... What it is that he or she is responsible for in your staff, and then if there are other coaches available, can they take over some of the duties so that everything is is smoother and and everybody has their designated responsibilities? Uh, that that's really important. Now, let me jump to the one thing that I all mentioned that she did wrong, and it actually came the day after the uh, the election took place, the day after everything was done. And it happened in her concession speech. I know how disappointed you feel because I feel it too. And so do tens of millions of Americans who invested their hopes and dreams in this effort. This is painful, and it will be for a long time. But I want you to remember this. Our campaign was never... So, wait a minute. What exactly was wrong with that? Well, I would say that it didn't come sooner in the campaign because, in her concession speech, even political observers observed the same thing that I did. It showed a lot of heartfelt emotion. Uh, for much of America, you finally got to see maybe a glimpse of who she is behind the scenes when she's not running for office, when she's not a candidate. She showed, like I said, a lot of heartfelt emotion the veil kind of came down, it came off, and she was transparent. Uh, In that speech, you could tell she was uh, being very honest, and you really felt empathy towards her and for this hard-fought campaign that was lost, whether you voted for her or not. And the lesson for you as a coach in all this is this, to be genuine and show genuine emotion. Show who you are as a person. That includes The things you get disappointed about uh, as a coach or at the school or with your team, the frustrations you have, um, what's going right in your program, and and also what's going wrong and what are you doing to fix that. Uh, Prospects want to hear who you really are and what's really going on in your program, and they want the honest view of your program. They really uh, spend a lot of time trying to figure out how do they get the honest view of what you're doing. Don't wait until the end of the process to show them that. Don't wait until after another program uh, signs them, gets their commitment, that then you become this this really approachable, um, honest, sounding, uh, likable person. Uh, that that is not going to, to do you any favors. And I think that there were many political observers that said, boy, if Hillary Clinton had shown a little bit more of that in the election, it could have swayed more voters her way, and it could have been a different outcome. So those are the two things that she did right. The one thing that I'll point out that I think she could have done better or or uh, did wrong in the way that she approached the election. So now let's dissect what went right and what went wrong with the winner of the election, the Republican President-elect Donald Trump, the first thing we'll point out that he did right that coaches can learn from, well I would say it's this. Our country has tremendous potential. Let's make America great again. Okay, so coach at the core, and this is important a lot of political analysts point out that Donald Trump had a simple, direct message. It could be very quickly understood, and of course, depending on your own personal issue uh, that you may have cared about that uh, that he was talking uh, about, there was a good chance that you could actually assign your own meaning to what Trump's message was as you listened to that. And I think the lesson for coaches that I'd want you to take away from this is. It is so critically important with our society and with marketing messages hitting your recruits and their parents almost 24-7. It is imperative that you have a simple, direct message that tells your story. And I don't want you to focus a lot on the details and minutiae of what makes you the better program right away. I want you to come up with the big picture thing that you can Put in front of an athlete and they can say, yes, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, if you do that, you're going to be so much more successful at connecting with athletes and getting them to buy into your picture of how uh, of how your program actually is going to look and feel if they become a part of that. Um, if you look at it from a big picture standpoint, uh, it's really something that that the average recruit, the average parent can get behind, and it is something that can set you apart. You have to be the one to tell that story. You have to be the one to come up with that message. Uh, no one else is going to do it for you. And as I point out in the workshops that sometimes we do on campuses, uh, it is it is something that if you don't do it, your competition is very willing to uh, to do it for you. And of course, on both sides, you saw each candidate try to define the other candidate, some successfully, some unsuccessfully. Um, so if you leave that door open, your opponents in the recruiting world are going to jump on that, and they're going to try to define you in a certain way that takes you out of that story that you want to be in. Second thing that you can learn from the Trump campaign, in my opinion, he adamantly defended himself and his ideas, which is not like the normal politician. The normal politician would be attacked by something, or something would come out that might embarrass a normal politician. And what does the normal politician do? He kind of hides from it, or uh, she hides from it. He might go and, and try to spin it, or she might, as a candidate, um, go and um, and try to retreat and just let the whole thing die down. That is the what the normal... Candidate for any office would do, uh, and again, put aside whether or not you disagree with the ideas or some of the uh, or some of his statements. He didn't let the opposition define him or control the story most of the time. He was in charge of that. He was the one telling it, and he got to set the the, the definition of it. And when he was. Uh, attacked, or when somebody was disagreeing with him, many times he would come out very directly and say, "No, no, you're wrong. I didn't say that, or I didn't mean that." Or he 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 did not shy away from that. And I think the lesson for you as a recruiter: do not let your competition define you. Tell an aggressive and consistent story uh, of your program. How do you do that? Well. The consistency part is important because in the campaign you saw how important it was for both candidates to always be having rallies, always to be engaged in the message. Uh, If you were like me, you get political mail from both candidates uh, and and all of the special interests around different election issues trying to get you on their side, and it was consistent. The consistency in a political campaign really matters. It is vital to you as a college coach. If you if you want more information on that, because I could probably spend the next hour on a podcast talking about consistency, you can go to our website, dantutor.com, go to the blog section, and pull up one of the 20 or 30 articles we've done on storytelling and being consistent in that story. It's all free information for you there. Um, So I'll let that sort of do the talking as we get into the idea of how do you do that. Um, I will say that the strength of your message matters. Your prospects are listening. So just like we listen in to a political candidate and their campaign, your prospects are listening to you and the strength of the message and what you stand for and what you're all about at that program really does matter. So on the, 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 those are the two things I would point out that you could take from the Trump campaign and apply it uh, in a positive way to, to the way that you do things with your recruiting campaigns. So what did Trump do wrong that you can learn from? Um, pretty simple, and it covers a lot of ground. He insulted a lot of people. <laughs> um, he hurt their feelings and and generally... Uh, There were times where he really let the worst side of his personality uh, show up way too often in a public discourse and public debate. And frankly, that caused him to lose a lot of support. And you can easily, easily make the case that it made it even harder for him to bring the country together after he won the election. Uh, The lesson that you can take away is simple. Be professional 100% of the time. Uh, Yes, absolutely be yourself show your personality, but understand that when you say things on Twitter or social media, you offer an opinion, you offer a criticism, you make fun of somebody, whatever that is, when you do that to people or to points of view, you risk ending that recruiting relationship for the person on the other end that might believe or think differently than you do. I'm speaking specifically, of course, about your recruits And their parents. And even if you don't think the other person is going to be hurt by what you say or do, there's a good chance that that would be the case. And I don't really think Trump, as he was saying these things off the cup, intended to offend people, but it just came out in a way that really offended a lot of people and made it, in fact, impossible for them to vote for him. And I don't want that to be you. I want you to be professional, understand that your recruits and their parents are listening to you. And they're listening to every word you say. All right, Coach. That's it. I promise no more election lessons. Let's all move past it, okay? Hey, don't forget to check out all the resources we have at DanTutor.com. And send your questions to me on Twitter, at DanTutor. We'll answer them on the next show. Thanks for listening today to the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast. Coach, have a great week.